Hello, folks. Welcome to the Genuinely Interested Podcast. My name is Roy Bensvi, and I'm your host. And I want to explain a little bit about the podcast before we start the show this week. This podcast is an opportunity for me to speak with some of the most interesting people I know that I can find on the internet. So either with amazing talents or achievements or just unbelievable life stories or invaluable insights into areas that they have dedicated their lives to studying. I sit down with these amazing individuals from all across the world. Really, I, I've talked to people from Slovenia to the Czech Republic to Australia to countries in Africa and South America, uh, really just all over the world. And I try to ask them the questions that will hopefully help you extract something valuable or learn something new or just get inspired by. And I do hope that you do get inspired by these talks with some sort of a call to action, maybe change something that you wanted to change for a while, or even just enjoy, you know, detaching from the world for an hour and listening to some great conversations. So whatever it is that you get from this, I do hope that you extract something from it and enjoy the conversations. All these episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and the rest of them. You can also find the episodes on my website, which is RoyBensV.com. You can find a lot of other information about me there as well, from photos to a little bit more insights into who I am, if you're interested. And, you know, you can always go to social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. I'm pretty active on both those platforms, although the only ones I have, and um, I try to post regularly so you can stay up to date. And also be sure to, you know, put your email on the website. Uh, I shoot emails out with updates, news, any new current information that I have will be sent via those emails and social media platforms. So yeah, make sure you're in the loop. This week on the podcast, we have Bo and Brandy, and they are a couple from Florida who decided few years back that they wanted to live on a boat. So they started to put their plan into motion and they bought a boat, started fixing it up, which took a while, started to learn everything because they essentially, they knew nothing about it. They just knew that this is a dream that they want to fulfill and they did it and they bought the boat and they worked on it and then they learned. And then eventually about two years ago, they set sail and they've been cruising around the Caribbean with their dog, Una, who's a very cute dog. I think uh, I think she's 15 years old. So it took a little bit of time also for her to adapt to essentially live on the boat with the peeing and the food and everything. But now, you know, from the videos and from uh, what Bo and Brandy told me, she absolutely loves it. And I wanted to talk to them because I love when people take initiative and try something different you know majority of the world don't live on boats and don't it's not even that it's just they don't take that leap of faith that everything will be all right once they follow their dreams and so many of us are so scared to take that leap because you know it's understandable there's mortgages there's payments there's family expectation there's oh what if i fail there's a lot of uncertainty when you go into uh, a new field, right? And even if you go into a new job, there's a lot of uncertainty. So to uproot your life and to essentially create a whole new reality for yourself um, and a new lifestyle, it's a daunting task. It's, it's not easy, but as the old saying goes, 
if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. So I think the things that are harder to achieve are the things that are worth doing the most. You know, you, you look at any startup, they don't achieve success overnight. Even the ones that are supposedly overnight, it's years and years in the making before they can achieve that success. So it takes time. It takes time to absorb the knowledge and to implement it and to build something. And now, you know, even now, it's not like they're living this Instagram lifestyle where it's just beautiful photos on a boat, uh, you know, eating tropical fruits and uh, hugging dolphins. It's maintenance and it's upkeep of the boat and it's making sure there are no storms and there's a lot of issues to come into play. And they have a very interesting story about one night how this boat approached them with a few guys that looked a little sketchy. And, you know, those are real things that, that can happen. So I feel like their YouTube channel paints a fairly honest picture of what uh, life on a boat is like. And they don't, you know, sugarcoat it. They don't make it out to be something that it's not. And yeah, they're a super, super nice couple. I had a blast talking to them. Their whole energy was just so laid back, you know, so different than when you talk to someone from like a big city. It's just, it's, it's a great energy. And, you know, I think if this does anything or if you go to the channel and you watch it and, and, and anything that you take away from that should just be... You know, if you have a dream and it doesn't have to be being a, sailing on the boat, it can be anything, right? Starting a new job, checking up a, a mountain, whatever that dream is, take the time to learn, to study it, to save up for it. And maybe, you know, either you can go achieve that dream or it can even be a lifestyle and you can document it, make money off of it. There are a lot of different ways. And that's another thing. Being able to financially sustain yourself while doing the stream is, I think, the most beautiful aspect of it. And that's something that with the internet nowadays, so no reason not to try, guys. Give it a shot. Most likely you'll succeed. Worst case, you don't, but at least you gave it a shot. And without further ado, here is this week's guests, not guests, but guests, and Bo and Brandy. Enjoy the episode, guys. The Genuinely Interested Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. How's it going, Roy? Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I'm enjoying this New England weather and you guys are enjoying the Caribbean weather. Oh yeah, it's hot. hot. Nice hot. and hot. <laughs> what, what, what are the temps like? uh what i don't even we don't even pay attention we don't to be pay honest. Attention. it's just sweating more today or less yeah we, really? we we judge it on the breeze like if we have breeze then you know yeah. it's no big deal but if there's no breeze then it gets a little hot it's gotta be in the 90s hundreds nah well humidity wise yeah maybe upper 80s lower 90s something like that it, is, is it like just humid year-round yeah pretty much yeah wow <laughs> yeah, I feel like the humidity is well because I, I, you know, I lived in uh, in Israel for the majority of my life, okay, or at least half my life. And um, when you're by the shore, 
dude, in the summertime, you're talking 90 to 90%, you know, humidity. But then if you go south, which it, it, it gets hotter, but it's dry. So uh, I just feel like it's a little bit better, but like the, the temps definitely go up. Like it'll go to like the 100, 100 plus. But, uh, but at so least you're not like sweating. Yeah, yeah, you're not sweating as soon as you step outside the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, guys, you know, you have an amazing YouTube channel and Thanks. I've been following your uh, journey for a little bit. And I wanted to talk to you because, you know, I love the fact that you just decided to take a different route. So you just decided to not do the monotonous, regular nine to five live in the house, you know, there's so much to this world. And I feel like a lot of times when I talk to specifically when I talk to, you know, friends back home who've, who've kind of lived in the same town for the majority of their life and never really left. And they're and and it's fine. Like they're, you know, their their heart's content and they're really happy with their family and their job and everything. But I just feel like it's such a big world and there's so much to explore, especially like for for someone like myself who I love traveling. So to see, you know, a couple like yourself doing that, you know, that's uh, that's super inspirational. I'm sure a lot of the people who follow you probably feel the same. Cool. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you want to say anything? I think that it's very interesting on the travel aspect because out of my family, pretty much I'm the only one who has had the travel bug to really get out there and go. Whereas, you know, my mom has taken a flight maybe once or twice in her life. So it's, it goes, it's funny because she's really happy in her house, but we are really happy just traveling as much as possible. And to do it on the water is really, really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we did do the nine to five kind of, you know, the, Had a house, yeah, the norm, the expected, you know, and, you know, it's, it, we enjoyed it for a time. But then we found out about this lifestyle just through YouTube and watching other people do it. And we fell in love with it, you know. So we're like, oh, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. But I mean, that's what's amazing, right? Like majority of people see that, see the lifestyle. And, and that's something I also want to ask you a little bit later on. But they see the lifestyle, whether it's, uh, you know, living on a boat or van life or travel vloggers who travel the world and, you know, somehow make a living off of it but they don't do it. Right. They just kind of like, Oh, wow, that's amazing. Maybe one day, or, you know, he can do it, but I can't because of X, Y, Z, but you guys, you actually did it. Right. Yeah. True. That is true. Yeah. We, it's one of those things. If you set your mind to it, for us, that's hard work, dedication, luck, whatever you want to call it. But I think if you really want something bad enough and you work hard enough for it, then anything can be possible. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So uh, how did you two meet? So let's talk a little bit about you. How did, how did you meet? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> going, going way back. <laughs> uh, we met modeling hair, actually, in Orlando. Oh, oh wow. I used, yeah, I used to have hair. <laughs> <laughs> in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> um, every year, Orlando Convention Center would throw, like, a hair show. Like, yeah. And Brandy had done it the year prior. Mm-hmm. What was this back in 2015? No, 2005. Yeah. Way, Way back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I hear you. Yeah. 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 So, so I, that was like my only paying model gig. <laughs> but I think that 
the moment he walked in, it was just over for me. <laughs> he didn't know it, but we were going to get married and sail the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's but awesome. It, yeah. And then at what point, I guess, did you guys decide? Because, I mean, I guess so you met 2005, you know, dated, got married. And then at what point did you say, you know, I, I this because there's there's a a big jump from thinking about it to actually starting to do it. At what point did that start to kind of boil and brew and, and maybe yeah. become a reality? Yeah, well, we we kind of jump into things. <laughs> Like just jump right in the deep end, kind of, you know. <laughs> Eyes closed and jump, big old jump. <laughs> we we were actually living upstate New York, um, closer to my, all my family, and uh, we had been there for three years. We were both pretty much raised, born and raised in Florida, so we weren't used to the cold that much. And Brandy yeah, was definitely. she was over it. <laughs> I didn't mind it so much because uh, it was something different. Yeah. But uh, we started watching YouTube. Just we had weird schedules where we barely saw each other, mm-hmm. so that that played a little bit of a factor into it as well. Um, but we started watching YouTube and started getting into these sailing channels. So that was what uh, probably six months before we actually bought the boat. Yeah. We, so not a lot of time in between. No. Yeah. It like, was. Not a lot. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those days where we both, we don't remember who started it watching or who idea was. It was just one day we said, we need to get a boat and let's go sailing. And I remember we put a little thermometer budget on the refrigerator and we'd started filling it out. And I mean, it was, I don't know, maybe a couple of months and we were like, forget this. We're not going to wait to get the budget. And we found Sersha in Florida. And yeah, site. Well, I mean, we drove down and found her, and then that's where it started. That's where episode (laughs) one starts (laughs) buying the boat. Yeah, and I mean, how much did you guys know before? Because there's a lot, a lot of work. Because you seem like you know, like your stuff. Like, I remember (laughs) I I was looking at like the first one, like you, you were putting things apart and taking things apart and. Like you knew a lot. I was like, I have no, like half the time, because there's a lot of, um, you know, linguistics, a lot of words that you use. I'm like, oh. what's he talking about? Like well, vote, vote, ver- vote verbiage that I just know nothing <laughs> about. Okay, so those six months, I binged on podcasts. Like I was listening a lot of uh, Andy Shell with um, 59 North or 40, yeah, 59 North. And then uh, a few others, uh, uh, Jeffrey Wedig was shooting the breeze Mm -hmm. and uh, just trying to get as much information, looking stuff online, you know, just just having that idea. It drove that passion. You know, it's like I just wanted to consume as much as I could. So I think that's also why we got a project boat, because we knew we didn't know anything. And we knew if we knew the boat inside out, then we would be better off in the long run. Yeah, we would we would know what to do when we got a crack in the hall or, you know, those sort of things. So, yeah. And I think that's so smart because I'm I'm assuming I mean, again, this is just my assumption. I I literally know nothing about it, but that a lot of people probably want to buy something that's complete. Right. That's already done. 
But like you said, there's a lot of work, right? Repairs and logistics, sailing. I don't know the the even the filming and the editing part, and then that navigation. Like there's just so much work that goes in there. And if you just buy something, you know, straight out the box, all you have to like, just take off the 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 the, the cellophane. But if you work on it, like you guys literally took the harder route, but that harder route led you to actually know much more about the boat, about how to do everything the day to day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's definitely helped us along the way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And just knowing that anything can be fixed, you know, it's just having the resources pretty much, but I can pretty much dive into most things and fix them. So youtube youtube yeah <laughs> youtube is amazing <laughs> youtube is amazing i'll I'll, t- I'll tell you like a, a short story when i um my wife she had a uh she, she had this job this was maybe four years ago and um she was just she was in the fashion industry and she got sick and tired of it and she was just like you know what i want to quit so she quit her job and then like maybe three four days later she was making guacamole cut her finger making uh you know cutting the avocado we go to the hospital they stitch her up and she has no insurance because she just left her job, right? So maybe like a week later, we come back uh, to the hospital to take the stitches out. And uh, the doctor's like, you know, it's going to be about $1,500. I'm like, dude, $1,500 to take out like five stitches? They're like, yeah, you know, you don't have insurance. So I told my wife, like, let's go home. I literally went on YouTube. <laughs> like, you know, how to take out stitches. <laughs> I bought the like the alcohol and the pad and the thing for like five bucks downstairs at the pharmacy and all good. You know, five dollars yep. versus fifteen hundred dollars. Right. Her finger is still there. Right. Yeah. Still there. It's working, it's moving, it's bending. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, you definitely if if you have the um will to do it, look it up and do it, you can save a lot of money for sure. And you learn something, you know? You now you have that skill, taking out. Stitches. But you, but you guys must have that desire as well. Like you know, you 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 want to learn, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm done learning. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's trying to reignite that passion of doing boat work because when you're out here sailing, there's so much work involved. So doing wanting to do boat projects is it's it's hard. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. boat. The projects that need to get done i mean we can't do a sale without it being done for the ones that get done right. <laughs> everything else gets yeah. pushed to the side yeah. i mean we carried a rod around a water maker for four months, three months? at least four months before we had a water maker it. before we installed it yeah wow <laughs> so for those four months Bo was running and getting water in jerry cans whereas we could have just installed it it was just yeah so to give you an idea of Water maker, basically, we could make water by using the seawater and just do it from the boat. Otherwise, like what we did... It desalinizes it? Yeah. 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 It throws it through a membrane and and makes pretty much, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Reverse osmosis. Yeah, it's reverse osmosis, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's just basically nothing in... Purified water? Yeah, well, it's not... There's nothing in the water, basically. Completely... you, you, they actually yeah. recommend that you put um, stuff in it to minerals. have minerals. Oh, okay. Like no magnesium, all that. Stuff. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so you could have that convenience or you have to make sure you're at port somewhere that actually you can get water. Pay and for trust the water. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We spent all of our Bahamas doing that. All of our Bahamas time. Yeah. And it's just way more time consuming. Going it's to better get- to have it on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we also carried around flooring for the Forever. two years <laughs> until we got it installed. It's just those little things that will make your life better. It, but in the moment, going diving or going climbing a volcano or sailing or fishing or whatever seems to take precedence every now and then, <laughs> yeah. more often yeah. than most. I don't know if you get that with your, uh, you've got a lot of businesses and such and doing the podcast. Do you ever, uh, do, do you ever break away or do you, are you pretty focused? I, um, I try to be focused. I like, for me, I, I'll have days, like I'll have days where I'm super focused and then I'll have days where like, I can't focus cause there's like almost too much to do or there's even like now, like when we're living in this house, all of us, cause when I'm in New York, it's, you know, it's a, it's a one bedroom. Um, it's pretty, I mean, there's not, not much to do. Like you clean it like once a week, it's pretty much done. But living in a big house in Connecticut, there's just so much work to do. (laughs) It's literally endless. So I can't even imagine like what it would be on, on a boat. And that takes, you know, some of your attention. All right. Like, cause we had a storm a few weeks back and it took like half the trees in the backyard. So now, like, and there's some trees that are still kind of, like, wobbly. So now you need to take them down. So there's that to do, right? And then there's just, it's constant upkeep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Nothing to, yeah, I mean, it's the same. I think a lot of, at least a lot of my friends don't understand that. A lot of the stuff that we do here on the boat is what you do at home. It just takes probably three times longer. (laughs) Washing dishes, washing clothes. Yeah, we Watch, just don't just, we don't yeah. have the conveniences. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, there's a lot of maintenance on a boat, just like there is own owning a house. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like, and that's something that you guys just I guess kind of brought up. But like, there's the the, you know that that meme like the 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 reality versus the Instagram life. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like the Instagram life's probably like, oh, I'm living on the boat in the Caribbean. I'm just sun tanning on the deck all day and eating <laughs> tropical fruit and like i don't know you know whatever it is but the reality is it's very different right there's maintenance mm-hmm. fixing cleaning upkeeping there's constant problems that rise you have to like look out for storms and there's just challenges that are happening all the time right yeah. oh yeah and editing our videos probably takes the most of our time that's that sh- thinking about what to shoot shooting it and then editing it and then there's the social media aspect. Like there's so much that goes into YouTube that um, it consumes a lot of our time. And uh, the things that get pushed back are the boat projects and yeah. the things, you know, the things that we want to do. But we really enjoy it. So that's the thing. I mean, could we have the normal quote unquote job out here on the water? We have so many friends who are digital nomads. We could totally do it. It would be super easy. Yeah, as long as you have internet connection, which isn't hard to find it nowadays, really you can you can find a job online. Yeah. But I mean, there's a again, there's like a concerted effort on on your end, right, to like make these YouTube videos. And is that something that you, from the onset, were like, you know, in order to? I mean, I don't know if it sustains you, but I'm sure it helps in some way to make these videos or is that just something that organically kind of happened as you 
you know, we, we hope, path. yeah, we hoped it would bring in an income, but I also, in the beginning, but I, yeah. it wasn't like the main focus. Yeah. It was more of just, you know, it was a way to hold us accountable to actually produce a memory for us, a legacy of all of our vacation. And we knew that if we didn't hold ourselves accountable on producing it and putting out there for people to see, then we would never get it done. We would have hundreds of terabytes of videos that go nowhere. And it just so happens that now people enjoy it and we get to enjoy producing it for them and we can make it better and better and better with their help. So that's, that's been fabulous. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's inspiring people. So that makes us feel good that we're, we're helping inspire people to want to go out and do whatever it is they want to do, you know? Yeah. And I mean, have you met any people from, you know, any followers or, or people that yeah. have reached out to you saying stuff like that? Yeah. 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 yeah we've met a yeah, few. Down in um, the, the uh, United States Virgin Islands, we've met Quite lots of people who have been following us. And yeah, it's just really cool to be able to meet up with it. And it's funny because we don't know who's watching us. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we just want to meet everybody, anybody in the sailing community. It's just, there's not a bad personnel here, in my opinion. I we haven't I, run into any, like, people that are just, you know, kind of <laughs> like in a city, like, it, it, in a city, it feels like everybody's on guard. Mm-hmm. But out here, everybody's just so willing to help. Yeah. And yeah be there for you and you make friends like best friends instantly you know because just we're kind of birds of a feather yeah and we're kind of alone out here so when we meet people you know you just connect yeah Um, i'm sold i'm buying a boat that's it (laughs) (laughs) coming out there yeah yeah i mean it it makes sense because you know we and and i'm seeing this kind of like now in especially in in covid times because we are social creatures, right? We want to connect with people and you guys are kind of in your own little COVID world, like on the boat, right? Like you can be alone as much time as, as you want, essentially. And I'm assuming other people can do that as well. So when you, you know, when you dock or when you come to all these different places, people just kind of want to interact with each other and, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. And then we, we don't, we just go to an anchorage that has a thousand and one mosquitoes trying to get into your boat and <laughs> you just stay inside. <laughs> right. From yeah. Dawn to dusk. Once, yeah. you had it, dawn. once you had enough socializing, yeah. you can uh, move on. But that's also on the other side of it, the hard part. You make friends very quickly, but most of us tend to go in different directions. So yeah. you, if you like if we didn't have the relationship that we have, I don't think it would be as easy or as enjoyable because you don't keep those friends. I mean, those friends that you make, you keep, you know, off of social media and you talk to them, you know, through the web or whatever, but you don't have that best friend that you can go just hang out and have a coffee with down the street. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. So I get to travel with my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's something also like, so how big is the boat? 35 foot. Uh, we probably I have. I don't know what the living space is. The living space is probably like 200 square feet. 
maybe. I mean, it's the size of a closet. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, we could show yeah. you. <laughs> but it's. No, you know, I've, I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah, the way, yeah. and the, I guess. I mean, how big is the cockpit? The cockpit's huge. But, it's like eight feet long. Okay, so out of that eight feet, you gotta subtract yeah. that. So seventeen. No, twenty. Well, uh, oh, 35, oh, 20. eight. Eight minus right now. 27. <laughs> 27, and then our beam, the width of the boat is 10 foot, 10 foot but then you've got all the studies. So you it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be four feet, five. Yeah. I can't even lay down vertical and I'm five, five on a <laughs> with, with heels. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tiny. I mean, you cannot pass each other without touching. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, so one thing that we <laughs> are constantly doing or working on is our communication and our relationship because we're around each other so much mm -hmm. that it's easy to take all these external things that's frustrating you or whatever. And project them onto your partner you know so we're we're always trying to um i don't know i guess better develop ourselves in our relationship because you don't have that that best friend that you can go to and have coffee and vent. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. there's yeah. not a lot of alone time yeah. you know yeah. or even just you know step out of your house and go for a you know it's like right yeah <laughs> like unless you Unless you want to go for a swim, or I guess they take like uh, take the what do you call it? the the little dinghy, the, dinghy. the little boat. Yeah. 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 Well, then you feel bad because you're like you can't leave in anger and like take the the only way of transportation off the boat. So, yeah. 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 So you pretty much it's a forced way of working together, really. Yeah. yeah. And it, it definitely will challenge you because we we owned a business prior to this and we worked together and. We've always had great communication, great relationship, and then just being on the boat. I don't know. It it there were more challenges there. Well, in the beginning, for sure, because we yeah. didn't know what we were doing. I mean, literally, I had I didn't know the difference between. I mean, I knew starboard and port, but you'd still have to think about which one was which and what was a line and which line went to what line and what it was a sheet and all the terminology, whereas Bo had been listening to the podcast and learning more about the terminology. So I was relying on him. And if I couldn't get information from him, then it just was, it was harder in the beginning, for sure. I think now that we've got a little bit more of a understanding with the boat and how and things work other. and yeah. each other. Yeah. Like, because we didn't know how this was going to work with each other on the boat. Like we, we've worked together behind computers, but we've never been out here with the elements and like our life is on the line if we don't do something right you know yeah i mean i see this with my i see it with, with myself as well but with friends as well covid has kind of forced everyone mm -hmm. to work indoors and there's definitely benefits to that but i think the downsides especially when you live in in, in smaller apartments and I mean, you guys have a pretty much like a, a New York apartment on the boat. That's like roughly the size. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, there's, there's, I, I, I know, I know a lot of people are are very frustrated, you know, because they're in their little room, they're on the computer all day, and then their their significant other is in the living room, and they're 
with each other all day long. And then they sometimes, like you said, they'll take their frustrations out on their partner. And I know, and that, and I guess that's why I asked about the size because sometimes it's very difficult to be with another person. Oh, it doesn't matter how much you love them. Right. It's, it's, it can't, you know, it can get difficult, but it can also, like you said, it can also prove uh, a good test and kind of a way to elevate your relationship and communication. So I guess that's what, you know, that's what you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and you know, we still do it, but we're not yeah. anywhere near, um, I guess enlightened. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. we, I uh, mean, we're you know we're an evolving species. It's, there's right. always more work to do. Like uh, I think uh, who said it, Muhammad Ali. If you if if you're the same person at at uh, fifty that you were at thirty, you wasted twenty years. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah. I never heard never that. that. That's one. good. Yeah, he, he had some good one-liners. Yeah. So how how has uh, COVID affected you guys? Like uh, as far as not being able to maybe go on certain islands or exactly, know. yeah, it's exactly that. Um, before we started this back in 2018, we cruised the Eastern Caribbean 2019 before COVID, and we were free to move from island to island and not have to worry about it. Now um, they they're very picky on where you're coming from. Like, well, that and if they're open at all. Uh, yeah, if they're even open to allowing tourism in. Boats, yeah, depending yeah. on what. So each island down here, you know, say if you're if it's a French island and we were French, our boat was French flagged, we can possibly EU. get in or an EU um, boat. But I think the biggest thing that's affected us is that we can't do long-term planning not that we're great on the long-term planning, <laughs> to be completely honest, but we can't say for sure, like, all right, we're going to go to this island or this island in a month so we can make sure that we need to do this here. or And then quarantine. And we have a dog on board, so we don't want to sit on the boat for two weeks under quarantine, which are some of the island's restrictions. If you come into the island, you have to take a test, sit on the boat for 14 days, and then um retest no you come in you sit on the boat for 14 days and then you test and then you have to wait for the test to come back so that's been something that we've been kind of working avoiding. around avoiding yeah yeah well, that, yeah, yeah that, that's a headache yeah <laughs> but i mean we can't we cannot complain because we were so grateful that this area we're in St. Vincent and the Grenadines now opened up and allowed us to come in and we only had to do the test and just wait for the, we waited a couple of days for the test to come back. And now we can just travel all of the Grenadines, which has been really nice because there's some places that were, we haven't been, you're just, yeah, that we haven't been here, but there's other islands that you restrict certain bays or you can't go here or you can't move at all. So yeah. Yeah, when it all went down, we were in St. Martin, and uh, they pretty much locked everything down. You couldn't even go to the grocery store for you couldn't like yeah you couldn't. You weren't supposed to swim in the water. Like somebody got a ticket for swimming in the water. He was cleaning the bottom of the boat. Just what I the, don't know. What the police force <laughs> wanted to enforce. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. So just we, a lot of fear and you know, yeah. just restriction. It's just so, we got out of there and went to the U.S. Virgin Islands, where it was more relaxed and open. 
we were able to travel yeah. around and we were there until we came here so yeah, yeah. so if, if it's u.s um owned islands they make it easier for you to, to probably get in right yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah and it's just the u.s hasn't been that strict on covid stuff so yeah well at least That's i don't know down about in the, the islands yeah, yeah down in the islands not so much but i don't know about the 48 states um i guess it, it's i guess it's it's per state um connecticut's pretty loose at the moment um but people are you know from what i'm seeing around they're acting pretty uh, responsibly everyone has their masks on and and roughly social distancing and i think the numbers are kind of going down um i think other states are not doing as well new york not great um but again like i don't know it seems like people are being responsible uh wearing the masks and um i know i think they're opening up indoor dining in new york finally mm-hmm. oh um, nice yeah because and it's actually kind of nice Every, everything's been outside and um like so you can just kind of i don't know it gives us very tuscany feel <laughs> right. yeah it's actually kind of nice but yeah that's not gonna that's not gonna fly in in, in uh, november because uh the, you know the winter in new york it's not oh, no, no yeah. one's gonna be sitting outside so <laughs> it's honestly down here we have found that it's pretty much the same with the exception of some shops want you to wear a mask yeah, there's, restaurants are open as normal. It's there, just less business. There's very few cases down islands. Like we, we yeah, here in Beckway, we don't even have to wear masks going into shops and stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just there, there just aren't any cases. You know, that, oh, there amazing. there might be a few, but there's not many. We're so removed to what's happening in the states, though. Yeah. So we don't we don't want we don't get our news anywhere. Like we, we kind of stay yeah. away from the news. Yeah. I hear it from my dad here and there, but <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's like, you guys are almost like, uh, you know, it's one of those science fiction movies where you come back to like, to the <laughs> place after like a few years, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Monkeys are ruling like, the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, you know, apocalyptic. Everything's been destroyed. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. The U S is, is not, it's, this isn't the the, the best time to be in the U S. So I feel like you guys chose like a a prime time to just kind of get away from all the shit and all the, all the headaches and all the, and all the stuff that's happening right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the challenges that we're presented with are one thing, but the freedom that we actually do have that we probably wouldn't have if we were in the States is something that we are so grateful for for sure yeah i mean you're physically removed but you're also mentally removed and and, and, you know just to be separated from the new cycles and from the um, political tensions and from everything that's going on right now and that's that's honestly it's a blessing it's amazing and you know getting it from friends and family like because they see it as well and then they put their spin on it and they're talking to you about it so you're just getting bombarded as well from that yeah. that yeah but yeah that was something that we knew when we started this lifestyle that we were choosing to kind of let go of some of the the stress that that brings on um i'm very very empathetic and when i start reading those things or or listening to the news or watching the videos or things that are happening it's it doesn't do very well <laughs> Yeah. No. yeah it's very stressful no. yeah yeah that's i don't think it that does well for anyone and i, I mean i know. guess that is is that something you've 
notice. I mean, how long have you been uh, on on the boat now? Two uh, years. We've been sailing two years, years, but we've been living on the boat since 2016. But that was all boatyard. Yeah, it was yeah. like we were in the boatyard for a year and a half, two years. Yeah. So are there th- are there things that you actually notice? You're like, wow, like this is I'm 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 physically or mentally or whatever, spiritually, whatever you know. For everyone's different, but is there something you've noticed that's changed over the last couple of years? One hundred percent, all of all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, the stress levels are different, but it's different than being stressed for something like that. Our stress levels come from weather conditions and sailing and things breaking or that sort of thing. Whereas it used to be all externally worry, worry. Like, yeah. I forget who, where I heard it or read it or whatever, but somebody had said like pretty much 99.9% of the things that we worry about never come true. So we end up worrying about things that just, you know, don't happen. So yeah, it, you know, we try to, I try to focus on worrying on things that have happened, you know, problems that have happened. So yeah, no, it's, it's mentally better, physically better, spiritually better, all, all of it. It's just, it's way more of a slow pace. Now, granted, you can make the, you can make it fast paced. There's a lot of people out here who are just go, go, go. We choose to stay. Yeah. We choose to stay. And, and we've really gotten to a chance to where now that we've kind of been not forced to come back down South for the COVID, but to be in an area that we have been in a little bit of area before that we can kind of slow down even more and really get into the islands and, and not feel like we're rushing we're not on vacation. We're living, you know, this is our life and we've got to get, we've got work and we've got to do chores. And, but we also have this really different life that we can, I don't know. Yeah. It's like our weekends are going out and diving or free diving this reef over here, you know, whereas you in Connecticut are probably going to go hiking hiking or go to the lake. Literally what I do. Yeah. 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 But I'm so did, did did it take a while to mentally click in and kind of wait? This isn't vacation. Like this is actually our lives because it you know it 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 has a vacation feel all the time, right? You're on a boat, the sun's shining, there's dolphins, there's you're next to an island. I mean, that's literally the definition of a vacation. But yeah. for you, that that's life. This is day to day. I still have to work. I still have to make sure the boat's running, the videos are being edited. You know, yeah, food oh, yeah. on the table. But when a pot of dolphins pop up outside your boat, you better believe I'm diving yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it took, um, I don't know, though. I still sometimes well, catch myself going, I, I mean, just yesterday, I'm like, look at those clouds. They just look different here. They're it, like trying never. This is one thing we try to be really good about not taking this for granted, just looking like being in how clear the water is or how that mountain looks or how that wave is happening or the sunsets upon sunsets. It's just not taking them for granted. But I think in the, yeah, I don't know. It was like, pinch me, pinch me, pinch me all through the Bahamas that this was actually something that we were doing. Cause we dreamed about it for, you know, six months and then two years of working through it. You know, it was just that, that dream coming true. And I told Bo yesterday or a couple of days ago, I'm like, I cannot believe that we're here. Like, 
I can believe it, but like, wow, you know, I remember thinking back in the day, like, will this ever happen? Will it ever happen? Will you, will you ever be out in that Island doing whatever you want to do or, you know, diving or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to the, um, your question about the adjustment period, I think because we picked the project boat and we were just focused in on doing projects every day or, you know, trying to get stuff done, we kind of adopted that into the boating lifestyle. The Bahamas was a bit of a vacation, but yeah. a learning process. Well, that's, yeah. Also the Bahamas, we hadn't had anything break yet and everything was brand new, not brand new, but we had made the boat sailable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sailable. And <laughs> And that way, I mean, it was probably, I don't know, we most were, of the Bahamas that we were just like yeah. filming and editing. And that was pretty much it. But now it's just like yeah. Yeah. boat work after boat work. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like the house projects, you know, when one thing breaks or multiple things break, you know, you, you try to you make a list and remember what to fix and tackle the big ones first. But they they stack up. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a funny, you know, like I, I think I said it earlier, but last night we were uh, sitting outside and we bought a little fireplace and we were cooking some things on the on the fire and, and like the, the weather was perfect. And I, I was literally like just eating because it was like this aluminum foil. So we were eating right off the fire. And um, I was telling my wife, like, I don't think I've, I've I haven't been happy as happy as, as I am now, like for a while. And not to get like too philosophical, but you know, when you are watching a, a like you said, like a sunset or you're looking at a mountain or this is pot of dolphins go by and you're just so in the moment, like this is such an amazing moment. And a lot of times we either lose that or it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all ephemeral. It, it, it goes away, but then majority of people, and I've had many conversations about this with friends, you know, they'll look at, let's say, a couple like you that pursued this dream and are living that. And they'll say, oh, you know, the, they can do this because X, Y, Z. And they'll come up with with their own reasons in their head why they can, why you guys can do it, but they can't. And but you guys are, you know, it's it's ordinary people that, you know, that you just had a dream and you worked really hard and you were able to do it. And I just feel like I don't know why a lot of people, and I guess, I don't know if it's society or the culture or just, there are many reasons, but we tend to quote unquote suffer or do things we dislike for a long period of time. And then we go and we enjoy life for those small periods, right? Going and watching the sunset or eating at the fireplace or sailing and going to an island. And I don't know why we don't reverse engineer it kind of like you guys were. Why can't I do work while still enjoying every day? You know, and, and it's not like, again, it's not like this Instagram life where I'm just, they, I'm, I'm, you're, you're working hard, but you're in a place where you're enjoying life as much as possible. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I don't know why we like to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that goes back to Buddha, right? Yeah, <laughs> suffering. I don't know. It's not even the, yeah. the suffering. It's just I don't know why we 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 live a life that is not not in our best interest to live. A lot of times, yeah. I think that's that's more 
But yeah, I guess that's a whole deep philosophical <laughs> thing for another time. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys mentioned uh, your dog a little earlier. And, uh, you know, I have two dogs. I'm, I'm a, anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge dog person. So how, you know, how is um, Una adapted to, to, to living on the boat? She's good. Yeah. Um, she's I, older. Yeah. Now, and we, we, as a, years have gone on being on the boat with her we've noticed you know just her age does impact you know just the boat lifestyle i would say like she's uh she's fifth almost 16 yeah actually she's going on 16 i think that's a wow. it can be a good thing because she's not the hyperactive puppy that needs to be ran around or you know can't handle a small space whereas with her she's sleeping 95% of the time or we're walking her or, but yeah, she's a German shepherd chow mix. So she has some, um, degenerative disc back issues. So that's something that we were dealing with right now. But I mean, I love having her on the boat. I, she, she doesn't ever show seasickness. She might show a little stressed out if we're in rough seas, but as long as one of us is with her, she, she calms down pretty easily, but She's been great. I I don't know. I just, to me, I feel like she's added an extra bonus to the sailing lifestyle because I think that we wouldn't do some of the things that we've done if we didn't have her. Yeah, she forces us to get out and touch land every day. And, and meet people. <laughs> yeah, and, meet people. You know, see things that we wouldn't have seen or, yeah. 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 She's a good conversation starter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Dogs are great. Uh, oh, great yeah. Great. Oh, nice! <laughs> I like the I like the goggles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dogs dogs are are amazing companions, man, and they uh they've adapted so well. You know, it doesn't matter if it's you know you see, and I guess this is the question I wanted to ask you earlier, but you see people in van life and they have dogs, and on boats and they have dogs, and just wherever they are, right? Like it's big cities or on the farms or in, in, in the cold or in the heat, like they've just adapted so well to living with us there. They're just yep. everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, as far as you, you guys doing the, the, I mean, is there a name for it? There's just like living on the, but there's no like, you know how like van life, they just coined it like van life. Is there something live similar aboard. for like living on? Live aboard. Yeah. Live aboard. Live aboard? Life. Yeah. Live aboard. We're right. called live aboards. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Boat life, yeah. <laughs> boat life, yeah. yeah. I guess boat life. But are you seeing, because I'm seeing like the, the, for the past few years, there's been this massive trend like on, on, on social media, right? There's van life and there's digital nomads and, and uh, you guys and, and many others are living and, and sailing the world and, and um, you know, travel vloggers as well. Uh, maybe not as much, but yeah. Is there like, are you seeing that physically like more of a trend, like maybe more and more people are trying to to do that, that type of lifestyle? I we've yeah, yeah we've ran into quite a few people who you know are not retired and have you know just are living out on the retirement money and that's typically who used to do the cruising sailing, lifestyle yeah. and the sailing yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, we we are seeing a quite lot a more bit younger. of younger. It actually, even families like people yeah. starting really? families on boats or have a family and want to share that experience with their kids yeah um yeah we see quite a bit of it yeah yeah i think it's 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 gaining more and more popularity especially with the youtube channels of 
that they're seeing, you don't have to know everything. Yeah. You just got to learn, just get out there and do it. Go now, just do it now. Yeah. With the technology, sailing's yeah. so much easier than it used to be yeah. because, you know, back in the day you had to chart out everything, dead reckoning, celestial navigation. Uh, you know, you, you don't have, you didn't have the amenities like you do now. So it does make, it almost makes it like you just more creature comforts you know, more enjoyable. I think we're a little more crazy than van life. So yeah. yeah. Crazier. <laughs> more yeah. crazy to do something like this. Yeah, yeah I guess so. you guys are more committed. Like van life That's is right. more committed. More committed. Yeah. <laughs> You're more committed. Van life. You can always turn that sucker back around and drive yeah. back home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think, um, you know, I remember a, f a few years, maybe a lot of years, actually, uh, eight or nine years ago, I had a friend. He had, and I, I, I might screw this up because I'm I'm horrible with uh, with boats. I think he had a catamaran. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how long it was, but it was it was a decent size. And uh, he was like, you know, let's go sail to Greece. And um, that was my first time doing like an extended sail, um, and it took us about three days. And first 24 hours, I was just horribly seasick. Oh, no. I was just, yeah, I was not enjoying it. I was like lying down flat. Um, I was actually supposed to like, I had like a shift at night. I was like, dude, I can't get up. I'm, I'm about to throw oh, up. No. I feel so bad. Yeah. But after those 24 hours, like the whole time was absolutely amazing. And like, like you said, like he had so much technology there. Like he knew every bay, like he had an iPad thing set up and like the with, with satellites and I was just amazed. And it almost like, and, and I'm sure he has experience. I think he, I think he's a, he's a skipper actually, but it just seemed like the technology allowed for the whole experience to be much more fluent and much easier and, and, and safer as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely safer. Yeah. You, you know, do hear 200... people. What's up? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say you do hear of people going missing here and there, but I mean people go missing in cities, you know, or yeah, wherever. Yeah. So what were you gonna say? Two hundred? No, I was saying like two hundred years ago, you know, uh, these guys they would leave Europe, you know, going exploring somewhere. Like they had no navigational systems, GPS, no weather patterns. They <laughs> Some would of like, thought the earth was flat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, you know, we're gonna hit a point where we're just gonna drop off. <laughs> but for their defense, there's still a lot of people on YouTube that think that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that is to each their own. <laughs> um, have have you have you found that? Have you found the edge? Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not quite looking for it either. <laughs> yeah. I go more west. I hear it's more west. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> have traveled through the Bermuda Triangle and have lived to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Did I say that was a, that was a huge thing? Yeah, Sail, yeah. yeah. That was a huge thing back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Like everybody, I remember like there was like a huge. I don't know if it was a conspiracy theory because uh, again, like I, I know very little about it, but I do remember like oh, if you pass through that area, you would just disappear, right? That was right. the myth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there were TV yeah. shows about it, like yeah. Unsolved yeah. Mysteries and all that, right? Yeah. About, like, pressure it's, and... I think it's, yeah, it's just a weird electromagnetic, a high electromagnetic area and instrumentation goes crazy. And yeah, there's 
pressure drops and just weird anomalies happening in that area. Huh. But you're still here. You survived. <laughs> survived. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you see yourself maybe, because you, you've been in, in the Caribbean area for about two years or so? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see yourself maybe like expanding, you know, going going east, uh, maybe, you know, going around the Mediterranean, crossing the Atlantic, something like that? We talked. We want to go the other way. Yeah, we want to go <laughs> South Pacific. Yeah. We, okay. we honeymooned in Fiji and New Zealand and fell in love with that area. Uh, two, two really different um, spectrums that are New Zealand and Fiji, but same area, but just yeah loved it that's been like the goal bucket list to sail back to where we honeymooned yeah oh wow yeah that's a big uh that's a big sail right yeah 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 yep but we'll probably do i don't i mean again we it's so hard to say with covid but we're hoping maybe that abc's um aruba bonaire and curacao or possibly going over to mexico or shipping the or we're not electric sailboat so we don't have the power necessarily unless we did a lot of modification to get through the panama canal and the canal to transit the canal it had they've raised the prices even more so so we've talked about really? shipping you know trucking uh, no trucking Sersha over <laughs> and you know getting her in the water on the other side and doing sea of cortez or there's so many ideas yeah but we haven't the med isn't really the number one no. sale-wise. We've heard good things. We've heard bad things about the med. Yeah. Um, but remember how I don't like to be cold. Yeah, she hates the cold. <laughs> Mediterranean's hot. Um, Year-round? Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, it gets a little chilly. I guess depending where you are in the Mediterranean. Yeah. But okay. for the most part, it's it's pretty warm. Maybe not as warm as, Maybe as, I'm as where you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, let's just like... keep going south. <laughs> <laughs> but hit, not as Antarctic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. The Mediterranean is 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 beautiful. I remember when we took the boat, we kind of just went between like the the Greek islands mm -hmm. and uh, and, and Turkey. And um, the thing that that I loved the most was I remember the first time that we got that we saw land for the first time was like after three days or so. And we docked and there was a restaurant like literally there. Like you, you, your first kind of like step off the boat was at a table and the guy's like serving you like fresh food. And I was like, this is, you know, this is the only way you could experience something like this. Like there's no other way you could experience that. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. You know? That's yeah. Cool. So, you know, I mean, that's something that you guys probably kind of experience on the daily, right? Like there's just, there's no way that, flying into somewhere and then taking a, a, a taxi and going to the hotel like there's no way you could experience anything remotely close to what you guys are experiencing yeah. oh yeah it's way different um there's some islands you can't port. even fly into oh yeah there's like where we're at right now you'd have to hire somebody to get a little speedboat and you'd just be here for maybe an hour or so just to check it out whereas we get to anchor right here and we can stay here as long as we want and truly like deep dive explore it you know get as immersed into whatever it is that we want the culture you know the the nature of it yeah. 
what, what have been some of your uh, favorite spots so far? Man, uh, we did Canawan. the Tobago Keys, Canawan. Where we're going back to today, Canawan. Okay. Beckway yeah. is real nice. That's where kind of where we're at right now. The reef here. Yeah. In Beckway and Petit. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard because it's like, I love it. <laughs> Actually, uh, the U.S. the U.S. Virgin Islands. We were super surprised at how pretty it was there. Um, really? We just yeah we we heard you know we yeah, heard from other people in reviews that it was just stay away from that area. Yeah, there's a couple of good spots that we found and we really fell in love with. And I would say that 100 percent our hands down favorite so far is Barbuda. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really. Next. Yeah. That's up. Uh, Antigua, Antigua, Barbuda. Um, it's kind of where the the chain turns. Yeah, the elbow. The elbow. <laughs> yeah. So when you so you have like Hispan, the island of Hispaniola, uh, Puerto Rico, USVI's, BVI's, Saint Martin, and then it goes Antigua and it, it turns south. The chain turns south. It was just so it's like right there. Very off remote pink beaches i mean it was just little postcard it was 100 percent pink yeah they told us there were some wow. pink beaches in the bahamas this one <laughs> like the bahama it was pink pink wow it was cool it was so good it was so cool yeah it's just little things like that that just make each island so different I mean, the underwater is different. The land itself is different. It's the people are different or the fruits and the vegetables that you can get are different. Well, not always, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's also like languages, right? Like anything from, I don't know, Dutch to English to French to Spanish to there's just, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. languages, there's just so many. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even here in Beckway, they speak English, but it's... It, it's such a heavy island dialect that yeah. they can't understand me and I can't understand them, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I guess, it's centuries of like different colonizing powers that came to that area and just, yeah, made it what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you guys do as far as food? You try to, uh, you know, kind of live off the land or off the ocean, as, so to speak, and uh, yeah. fish? Yeah, but I think we would starve if that were the case. <laughs> I mean, the past couple of days have been really nice. Yeah, we, we, when we have the time to go out and fish or, you know, yeah. lobster or whatever, we, we, we're getting better. Um, but for the most part, we just hit up the grocery stores that are around. So we eat the local food. Yeah. Uh, we typically a lot of veggies and we follow more of a keto diet, but we stocked up a lot in, um, USBI. So, you know, our oils and things that we, we had an advantage this go around because we'd already been down this way and we knew what we could and couldn't get. So when we were in this USBI's, we stocked up on a lot. So, but yeah, we like to eat local. Um, that means a lot of cabbage because there's not a lot of things really? that grow down in the islands. Maybe some avocados, onions. Yeah, most of the produce is shipped in, whether yeah. it be from the States or Europe. Because um, it's a lot of volcanic. A lot of these islands were formed volcanically. So there's a lot, there's not a lot well, of, there's rich well, soil. there's some rich soil, but, but still there's a, there's a lot of rich soil, but it only is giving you mostly root vegetables. So, or like breadfruit and well, bananas. I think and, it's because of the heat, maybe. Yeah. They can't grow the lettuce and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Um, they do have some local lettuce, but 
but yeah, we try. But mostly, ideally, we'd be fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, we'll was, get to um, catch a fish today. It was. It, I, I would think like they would have a lot of like uh, I don't know chop because I remember I, I lived in in uh, Africa for for a few years mm-hmm. as a kid and uh, in in Ghana, so it's a, it's mm-hmm. tropical, it's mm-hmm. close to the equator. Mm-hmm. And they had like just so many different fruits, right? Like pineapples and all that stuff. Yeah. No, not not the same. We've got there's a lot of mangoes. Mangoes, papaya. Papaya. There's breadfruit. Not a, but not uh, really. It's more <laughs> like a starch. starch. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, not that diverse. When we were in the South Pacific, I think we had a yeah. more diverse yeah. fruit selection. Yeah, the Bahamas was even more barren on fruits and vegetables. Yeah. yeah. But oh. pumpkins and cabbage, they can grow anywhere, I guess. So yeah. we have a recipe for cabbage every which way there's possible. <laughs> 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 and I mean, it's, that's you know, good. eggs, local eggs or, yeah. you know, it, yeah. Local, chicken's a big thing. So yeah. we eat a lot of chicken. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, is that something you're trying to do more like trying to fish, trying to learn how to, to fish better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't, we only really fish off the boat when we go sailing. So it's more like fishing along the way. We don't actually like go out and specifically just We've done it uh, uh, once. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Maybe twice. But we also have to have the most perfect conditions because our boat is not very fast and we don't have a motor that can just, you know, keep us at a certain uh, speed to where we're going to catch fish. So that's why we tend to like to sail on the days that have a little bit heavier wind so we can be a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I remember I got, I I keep reverting back because this is the only sailing trip I've ever had, but (laughs) in in the Greece trip, my friend, I guess he was in the Navy. So he has some experience and, he literally set up two rods, and within an hour, they caught these two massive tunas. Wow, wow. that's and, awesome! And yeah, it was it was awesome, and it was kind of really sad actually to, to see these, these, <laughs> oh, poor, these poor fish. Like I was like, dude, I, I I don't know. I was just and I was just like kind of like going vegetarian at the time. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 and like yeah. these fish were kind of not having the best time on the boat but regardless like i, I you know i managed to block all that out but um <laughs> yeah. my friend who who works on a on a boat he's been working on a boat for like probably 10 years at this point and he made us the like he grilled the tuna and honestly till this day it's top five <laughs> one of the best things I've ever had yeah it was just it was so fresh and like he yeah. barely used anything on this thing yeah. he just grilled it with a little bit maybe salt pepper it was you know it was unbelievable yeah yeah it doesn't it's get any better, better than fresh anything you know yeah. even yeah. getting fresh veggies and fresh fruits like just yeah, yeah. definitely know what you mean yeah that's I- uh how long are you still a vegetarian? So I was I was kind of like a strict vegan for probably five years or so. Yeah. And then in the last, I want to say two or three years, I've kind of added a few things. I'm still vegetarian, or I guess pescatarian, you can call it. I don't know, all these different labels. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, 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 I don't eat like uh, meat, but I'll, I'll eat like uh, eggs and um, fish You're sometimes. Also- 
pescatarian or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just there's so many labels. I'm just <laughs> I Honestly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And I know uh, I'll, I'll probably get it. I'll probably get attacked for this by you know some some vegans. But I mean, honestly, just try. I, I the way I, I see it is try to do the least harm possible, and also try to, but also try to eat or or do what makes you feel good. Like if you're, you know, if you're gonna try to let's say go completely vegan. But you're just not going to be at your best for maybe your body doesn't react well to it or whatever. Just, then that's, there's no point. You're not going to live your life suffering, you know? Right. So you have yeah. to find that balance. Right. 100%. And, you know, I, I don't know why people do it to themselves, but like food, food is our fuel. So like if you're going to put something in your body that's going to make you feel crappy, then I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like you're just destroying yourself. You know, yeah. you can't function yeah. properly. Yeah, hundred percent. And also that another thing I, I was noticed, like I feel like recently, like I'm, I'm there's so many more things that I've I'm kind of catching up on that are kind of mundane, but I feel like we're not doing them enough. And drinking water and having enough sunlight is one of those things where I'm trying to actually do much more of. But like specific water, I'm trying to like like only spring water because it has like all the different like you guys said like all the different minerals that a lot of the waters that you that you drink just don't have them they're just either purified or whatever and they just they, they're almost neutral they don't have anything and the other thing especially living in in new england where you have like a, a short i mean you guys have you know <laughs> you guys can <laughs> you guys can sell us clearly i think those yeah probably got a lot of vitamin d stored up <laughs> yeah you can sell us vitamin d but here in new england <laughs> we just don't get that sun year round so like i try to every time there's like a sunny day i just try to maximize and, and go out sit for like an hour and just soak soak in that yeah. sun that's huge the sun because when we lived up north um you know we we were you get depressed yeah. because you don't have sun you know? i would it's find just... myself sitting in the car with the heat on with an arm stuck out of the the window just <laughs> to get real vitamin d yeah. it's, and there's so many comments that we get on well it's been a handful of comments that we've got on our youtube channel in the beginning <laughs> bo is pretty white so oh yeah like far if, different from his tan they're if, like whoa you were white bro. if you look at episode <laughs> one and look at our current episode you'll be yeah. like wow, wow. So you were right. yeah yeah it's good though it's healthy man like you you know you both like you look like you're you're healthy you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah well and you know it's the sun yeah and i think it's just the, the stress you know stress is such a big thing like we don't have the worldly stresses that most people have. We choose not to. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? We could yeah. easily be online looking the stuff up. And that's true. It's but... something that we have chosen to um, not necessarily ignore, but we are very picky about our sources of what we are trying to learn about what's going on. So we don't want to get into the masses of what's happening and bad news. And if it doesn't bring us joy, then why are we bothering with it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there anything that you guys are that you guys miss, like about living on land? Whether it's it's certain 
uh, comforts or certain foods or certain anything? Yeah, it's just tough to get stuff. Like, you know, it, you don't think about it when you're oh, living like, in the States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. But just like if Chick- you... I, we were actually passed by Chick-fil-A yesterday. We were going to somewhere and I literally, we passed by Chick-fil-A. There was a line, I'm not exaggerating, of like yeah. 50, 50 cars. Wow. Just waiting outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Chick-fil-A is popular. Yeah. <laughs> it's just random stuff. Yeah. Well, just for me, it's just like if I break, you know, a handle or something, I in the States, you could order it on Amazon and get it in a couple of days or go to Walmart or what at Home Depot. Here, you need to go to like, you need to ask the, 20 different people. The place with the pink door upstairs of the yellow building. Yeah, they might have it, but then you go there and, you know, they direct you somewhere else. So you spend like two or three days and end up not getting the part. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, the convenience of getting stuff is what I miss. I think for me, it's been family. Miss, I'm, a lot of my siblings have young kids and watching them grow up and, you know, watching it through Instagram or Facebook, it's completely different than being there and knowing that I can just hop on a plane and go and visit. It's not something that we can do now, especially going into the States because of COVID. But I think it's family for me. and. Nice, long, hot showers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, how, how what, what's the situation there? Like, do you have to shower outside on, we, the, on the deck or? Yep. We, we yeah, we could shower inside. Um, but we have to set it up, though. It's not set up for it. Yeah, like, when we say, like, this boat just got sailable, yeah. like, we just prepped it to get ready to be able to sail. Mm-hmm. So a lot of systems didn't work when we took off. Yeah. Uh, that being one of them, it's just not that important. Yeah. But yeah, we just we just heat up a little bit of water and put in a, a like a Arizona tea gallon <laughs> jug and just, you know, kind We've of We've tried like the solar showers and stuff, but it's just stuff that falls apart and it just, it's inconvenient. So we've just kind of stuck to the basics and as long as we're clean, we're good. We don't, you know, yeah. we're in the ocean 95% of the time swimming. So it's just getting the salt water off us. I mean, we're pretty, yeah. I'd say we're pretty yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you, you think of just the little day-to-day things that you do. There, it just takes a little bit longer or can be a little more steps to do on the boat. And, and you, you probably don't even think about the things that you do, you know, that become challenges on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are though boats that like, you know, the, the, the fancy ones, right. That they have fully equipped. Yeah. 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 Washing machine. Really? Yeah. 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 Now, granted, we actually have, we actually have a washing machine. Actually, Someone (laughs) gave us one. And where does it fit? It's like, it's the size of a, what do you, would you say that? Like maybe a cooler? It actually came from Thailand. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That's, that's where, so we met a cruising couple and they were, they upgraded to a bigger one, nicer yeah. one. And they gave us They were theirs. just trying to get rid of it. Man. Yeah. But it's like Game a changing. tiny little uh, two, two compartment washer. Yeah. Like uh, you could fit maybe, I don't like, know. Four, four or five, or five towels pieces of clothing in there yeah, and there's a little spin cycle in the other part but yeah 
but it makes life so much easier. But it's little things like, you know, we only have a freezer. We don't have a refrigerator. Um, a lot of people like, and it's a very small, so it's, and we don't have the convenience of running out to the grocery store often because we're on these remote locations. So it's just remembering back in the day when, you know, you had the big old refrigerator and there's things in the back that you haven't seen since, you know, three years ago. Whereas here, we know everything that's in our, our freezer. And our, we do have a tiny refrigerator part. It's about the size of a block of cheddar cheese, maybe. But yeah, it's, yeah. This, it's little things like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, is, so I guess space is a, is a, is a big issue, right? As far as like, because there's a lot to store as well. Like your whole life is essentially on the boat. So, yep. you know, clothes and, and I don't know, different things that you need on a daily basis. Yeah. has to be stored. Yeah. You Probably get quick, real man. good on analyzing <laughs> a lot of stuff real quick. I mean, through the Bahamas, we got rid of stuff. We um, keep getting rid of stuff. Yeah, we still get rid of stuff. Yeah, we have winter clothes that we've never pulled out. We haven't pulled out in like, we pull them out just to see what we can get rid of, yeah. you know? We got yeah. rid of a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. But I mean, just, yeah, storage is a huge thing. And I am that person who, I don't want to see anything. So if it can be behind a wall, like here or in a drawer, I, it makes me feel like things are organized. It, I mean, they, this could look like a disaster back here, but close that door yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm good to go. But yeah, having everything have its place. We, yeah, we live very minimalistically. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that's awesome. Cause it shows you that you actually don't need that much. Oh right? my like, gosh. We actually don't need, cause especially, especially in the U S like we tend to overbuy and over consume and just, and then like, I'm seeing like, you know, not to, but I see, I see this here in this house a lot that, you know, there's just a lot of things that I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that haven't been used in years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually we find that we're, we mend things like we, right. we repair, we reuse, we mend, we don't throw away and then just buy new because we don't have that option. You yeah. know, it's it, not almost, it's more out of necessity than right like yeah. if if we still want to be able to use that thing then i need to figure out how to how it works and fix it or we just if you want to keep wearing that i have to sew it or yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> or we just deal without it you know yeah. it's either we yeah. have it or we yeah. don't yeah yeah well, it's amazing because it makes you think outside the box as well right yeah <laughs> yes right. it does you get creative yeah we, for, <laughs> <you> e <do. laughs> for example when we were in the bahamas we blend our coffee and our whisk broke or our, like immersion, our blender. immersion blender broke so Bo fashioned his drill and a whisk and we used the drill for <laughs> months yeah, it months. worked <laughs> it worked yeah. it totally it worked. worked and i was yeah. like boom more than one use i mean that's the thing if it comes on the boat it's got to have more than one use yeah yeah i mean that's and that's why you know that's I, something I, I talked about in the beginning i was like Bo. Like, do you have any background in, 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 I don't know, anything that has to do with, with, uh, maintenance fixing? Cause you just seem like you're very good at it. Even right on off the bat in the beginning, yeah, I was thanks. like, this guy must, must have <laughs> some background. Cause I would be, I, I wouldn't know how to do half the stuff to be honest with you in the right. beginning, at least. No. Yeah. I just, I like to get into things. My dad was at like 
do DIY kind of guy. And I guess I kind of inherited that. Um, but as I like getting my hands into things and figuring things out and that sort of thing, I guess it's just what I enjoy. So I, I'm not afraid to take something apart and not be able to get it back together the way it was. Um, if that happens and oh, well, you know, it's already broken. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you, Roy. He pulls out some of the stuff and like, somehow he just knows that this should touch that or that shouldn't touch that, or that's why it's broken. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's super impressive. Yeah. It's just how yeah. his brain works. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. Especially on a, on a boat, you know, it's, it's important. And I'm sure like Brandy probably has full confidence that you can do it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause really there's no other way. And even things like, even if we wanted to have certain thing fixed, finding someone who can fix it is a really hard thing well that and yeah you and know. spending the income spending the money on it and hoping that they're doing it right right know, so i've been burned in the past of just even taking my car into the shop and spending five thousand dollars removing stitches yeah exactly <laughs> yeah spending five thousand dollars to to end up with a car that was the same before I brought it in, you know? So it's just, for me, it's a little frustrating. So I, I, I'd rather, you know, take the blame and be like, okay, you know, I, I screwed it up or whatever. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's an awesome skill. I think that that's it's something that actually I've, I've tried to, to do. My dad is, is, is kind of the same. He's, he's always been very good with his hands. He can take a car apart and put it together and, I've just never had that skill for some reason. And it's not that not for a lack of interest, just for a lack of patience, perhaps, mm. or maybe, you know, not, and I don't know, I just haven't, I've just never put enough effort into it, but it, I've always like, you know, there's a, there's a YouTube channel that I don't think he posts anymore, but I used to be obsessed with this guy. He builds, he's like, I don't know if he's out in Australia or somewhere in the South, but he doesn't talk throughout the whole video and he builds uh all these things from like clay from scratch like he builds the he builds the tools he builds like this house and all these different uh pots and pan everything's from clay and mud and like rocks but he builds it with his bare hands and that's awesome it's unbelievable unbelievable what this guy does and you know i have the most like i actually try to get him on the podcast but it's been it's impossible to find him but I, I, I but i love people like that you know i love people that you know are good with their hands and, and can build and can make something from nothing yeah yeah but i'm sure he didn't do it the very first day well that no. yeah i guess <laughs> and, and that's that's the thing i hope too. not yeah <laughs> you're like man now forget yeah. about it i definitely <laughs> can't do I, it yeah i got no chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just building on basics you know you start out small with okay if you're doing something electrical, okay, positive, negative, you know, and then just build up from there. You know, I think that helps too. And and constantly, and if you constantly are fixing things, you know. <laughs> just buy an old boat and you'll constantly do things, <laughs> yeah. things. You'll actually be forced to do so. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was almost like you can kind of reference it into our sailing journey. We bought a boat that is all manual. We didn't have an autopilot, so there was no self-steering. We had a steer 
we have to change the the sales. Everything is manual. There's not one electronic on here except for our cell phone with our Navionics, which is our navigation system. So I think it really forced us to learn the wind. We had, to, and and also we don't have an we have an electric motor, engine motor, motor. electric motor yeah. that we can we don't rely on. We rely on it because it doesn't do a long distance. It's you know there is no motor sailing for us, which a lot of people will do out here. That if the wind's really light, they just throw on their motor and they throw up a sail and then they go on. We either have to sit and wait for the wind or we bob around. So it's just learning. I think it forced us to learn faster than what we would have learned if we had all the bells and whistles. So I'm, for me, I, especially for me, because I'm, I actually were both very hands-on. So I think it really helped us. So, yeah. It was definitely challenging. (laughs) But to learn, you know, it it forced us to learn. Yeah. Like that's what I was trying to say. It was definitely a bigger challenge doing it that way. And you know, that, that can put, a lot of people off yeah oh. no i think i think it's amazing i think um especially when you know essentially your life depends on you knowing the you know the boat uh from start to finish soup to nuts from end to end like you have to know everything about it and really the only way to do that is just by getting in and then just trying everything you know so you know you want to be confident that if something arises you can fix it and you can you know you can take care of it you know, there's um. I remember there was an episode I saw um, that was kind of, I guess, a little scary for you guys, where there was a a, a boat that approached. Uh, I think it was in kind of in the middle of the night or or, or something, right? And uh, it was kind of sketchy, and there was these guys. Can you, yeah. can you tell that story? Can you tell yeah, story what sure. So there's two two sides to that story. My <laughs> side and her side. Yeah. So yeah. I. The side who saw things and the side who didn't get to see things. Yeah. <laughs> so it we we're going through. So the location was we we're going through a passage between Cuba and Haiti, and it's called the Windward Passage. Through there, it's the wind's not the best. Um, it can be super light or it can be really really strong. Uh, there's not a lot of in between. So. Was this was this after we ripped our mainsail? Yes. Okay. So the night prior, we had ripped our mainsail, um, just with a a super large squall went through. It jumped up the wind speed, and we we were still new to it, so we made some bad mistakes and ended up ripping our sail. And uh, so this next night we actually had our anchor light on so we could see our wind in wind indicator. Uh, it basically tells you where the wind's coming from. Our anchor light is the light that is in the very top of our mast. So it's kind of like a beacon for everybody to see. Yeah, you can see it pretty far away. So I think that was like one thing that uh, kind of... Attracted. It, it, yeah, it's like um, flies to the light or whatever. Moth to a flame. Yeah. Moth to a flame. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, but it was probably ten thirty at night, and she had just laid down to go to bed. We were clicking along pretty good, like six knots. But we were exhausted because of the night before and all of that. It was just there was just a lot of very tiredness. Yeah. <laughs> and I was 
<laughs> I was listening to music. It wasn't anything too loud, but, you know, just enough to kind of keep my brain going. Yeah. And uh, I started to see these this flashing light, like just kind of intermittently flashing. And it was coming from behind me. Um, so I turn around just to see what it, what it was. And it, I couldn't really tell. It looked like a very small vessel, whatever it was. Um, and I tell Brandy about it. I was like, Hey, there's some people, you know, in a boat that are coming up to us. Grab the machete. <laughs> no, no. This, this is how it goes with Grab my, the shotgun. Yeah, this is how it goes yeah. with my end. I had literally just fallen asleep. So I'm just waking up and he's telling me <laughs> that these people are on our, you know, I could see the, the light flashing at that point. So I can't find the machete. I hand him a, a kitchen knife and we don't have guns on the boat. I hand him one of our big flashlights. So it's a high powered flashlight. And I actually tried to hail the Coast Guard because we were close enough to Guantanamo Bay that we should have gotten reception, but we didn't get an answer. Um, and they didn't have a radio. So they weren't trying to radio us, the people who were approaching us. So I never came out of the cabin. I only stayed in because I didn't want them to see that there was another person, especially a female on board. And Una was downstairs with me, so there wasn't an extra barking or anything extra outside. So back up to Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and these guys were actually pretty respectful. Um, and that's, I think, something some people get a little misconstrued with pirates. Pirates aren't going to let you know that they're coming up on you. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get attacked by pirates, you'll probably be shot before you even know what's happening. You know what I mean? Like... Um, these guys were clearly looking for help. So they come up and they were basically lost fishermen. There was three of them in maybe a 15-foot skiff. 50 nautical miles off of the coast. Yeah, they yeah. were pretty far out. They were pretty far out yeah. to be in a small skiff. Yeah, and we've heard different things, like they could have been dropped off by a bigger boat. And then they do illegal fishing in the area or something. I don't know. But um, regardless, they were looking for uh, Port-au-Prince, which is in Haiti. Yeah. And I I gave them directions. Hand signals. <laughs> yeah, basically told them where to go. Oh, that star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was really, yeah. And, you know, they were asking if I had any spare, like a spare GPS or anything. I'm like, look, all What's I got is this phone, phone that's yeah. in my compass yeah. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I told them where to go and they ended up not even going that way. Yeah. And then they, I could, it was weird. And then they started chatting amongst themselves. I could still hear them and they came back. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know if, if there was a little bit of dialect uh, they spoke English, but probably not. It wasn't their first language. Um, so they might have been confused on what I was telling them. So they came back and, hey, you know, what did you say to us? Like, where are we supposed to go? Where is it? So I told them again. And at that point, they were asking for other things like, uh, do you have any spare gas or can you help us out with anything? You know, 
And I'm like, it seems a bit sketchy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, you know, what is this here? You know, yeah. he's out there hand steering, and we're an electric boat, so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I hope you find me back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we feel, I mean, you know, for me, I'm not seeing any of this. So all of it's playing up in my head, you know, especially when they, they left and then came back. Like, oh my gosh, so where where are the other boats at? Because we have heard of other boats that, the one lookout boat comes up to kind of assess and then they leave and another boat comes and, you know, then a whole bunch of boats come and they board your boat. But that's thankfully wasn't the case. I mean, our boat is very bare. There wasn't, yeah. if, if that's what they were out for, they were not going to get much. Yeah. So it was just, a, it, for me, it was a very scary situation because it's dark. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's no communication to anybody, you know, yeah. so but yeah. 100%. Did you guys think of, of, you know, security a little bit different afterwards? Or you're like, you know, maybe we should have something on board just in case or no? You know, yeah. we've, we've, we discussed it and talked about it and we still, we, we won't carry guns yeah. because it's just, you're probably going to end up getting yourself killed with a gun than you would without. Like I said, like if there are pirates that are looking to, take your boat they They're, have a little more of advantage too because we're in a fiberglass boat they open fire on our boat and we're bo our boat's probably gonna that plus yeah. they're they're carrying um semi-automatic semi weapons yeah. or you know big yeah. ak-47s yeah. or whatever they be you know they're yeah this is their livelihood this is they're you know they do this on the regular so for us to be carrying guns um one, the hassle of going to different countries with guns. Yeah. Uh, they basically seize your weapon and hold on to it until you leave. And most of these attacks are happening at anchor. anchor. So, so when you're at these islands and stuff, when you, you can't even, even get... Have... Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. When you're not even going to have yeah. your weapon, that's more than likely when you're going to get attacked. Yeah. I mean, there's ways around things, you know, people yeah. say flares or throwing gasoline what do they call them the mocktop mocktop cocktails Mol yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's yeah i mean for us we just know it, we're an anomaly too because i mean we have met how many sailors out here and we haven't heard of one other sailor who's been approached right yeah except for like maybe during the day if it was during the day it would have been again it was nighttime so it makes it even more why it's completely it different, yeah. yeah. Daytime, nighttime yeah. interactions, completely yeah. different. Like, daytime, okay, they're supposed to be out here. They got lost or whatever. They're fishing. Nighttime, what the heck are they doing out here? You know, it's it was completely different. Well, I guess from a security standpoint, we, we did change some things when we're night sailing. Yeah. Now, like in those areas, we'll run dark. Yeah. So we basically won't have our running lights on or anything. Now, having said that, we are also constantly behind the helm. So right. we're, we don't have the autopilot. We do now have an autopilot, but we wouldn't have it on. We would be standing behind the helm. So we'd always be conscious. Of so we would have this. visuals yeah. of other, other ships, boats, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Because the, the biggest thing is like getting hit by a big tanker. But you're not really looking. You know? Those aren't the places that you're going to have the issues of being approached in busy channels. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. but we have chosen to try not to live in fear. So we're hope you know, that's, that's kind of our more of a motto of we wouldn't be doing this if we were fearful of of things like that. Yeah. You know, it happened. We're 
we learned and yeah it, it yeah it the video comes off very like because it was in the moment it was yeah, raw it, it was, was real it's exactly how i felt and you know there's a lot of a lot of feedback <laughs> yeah. yeah on that video we got we got some colorful comments on but that. to me i'm like that's not why we are out here doing this and why we film because we also filmed our mayday so we film these things so when people have the idea like we did of oh man i would really like to go sailing it's not always rainbows butterflies and tropical fruit it's real deal stuff and it's how you handle it is what really is going to make or break you yeah and i mean as far as youtube comments i think yeah i mean you Bring can't take that, yeah you can't take that shit too seriously yeah. Like, yeah, it's just it is we're, it is. We're, yeah no can't it, it oh yeah if that were the case we would have stopped a long time ago I don't, I, what the what you think about me has nothing to do about me, with me so yeah you just have to put it out there like even on 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 you know on twitter or, or yeah. instagram sometimes i'll, I'll put like I'll, I'll i'll legit put out an article about helping people mm -hmm. and i'll you know people will shit on it in in yeah. weird ways that have nothing to do with the articles and i never respond i'm like okay fine Let's, don't give them the energy yeah, yeah exactly right. yeah we choose not to to interact with the negative comments most I of them get hidden or and and it's something to always I try to keep in my mind. At least when I was answering, she answers them now because I'm like, spoken to handle it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's just it. It almost seems like they're saying negative things just to get attention. Yeah. You know, just to, you know, in a sense, yeah. you know, it's like they want to be part of it, but yeah, they're doing it in the wrong way. But to yeah. every yeah. one of those guys that we have, we have an amazing community of people who are following our journey that can have only ever said super nice things that that's what we focus on because if we focus on the negative we would never get anywhere yeah, yeah. it generally yeah. in life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. you know I, I i interview a lot of like mma and, and muay thai and like i i'm really into to fighting i used to be an amateur yeah. fighter and oh nice and i when i talk to them I, uh, they, they say exactly the same thing. You know, they're like, you know, on my YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, I'll get all these people saying, and you know, really bad stuff to me. And it's because of this, there's this cloak of anonymity, right? Like mm. you're in your desk somewhere. And somebody not, exactly. And they'll, and, 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 and the fighters I talk to, they're like, dude, come, come say that to my face. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, because they can do this under a sense of anonymity and no one will ever find them. They're just free to, they just feel free, you know, free to shit on everybody's achievements. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of sucks, but that's, that's the internet for you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, we're out here living our dream. We're not living anybody else's dream. So if it doesn't make you happy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just never understand. Happy. I never understand uh, yeah. why why you why would you take the time to look at something and then go shit on it if you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of oh, negative effort yeah. to put yeah. into something. It just goes to show the type of person who's doing that. You mean to, exactly. to, like why are you going out of your way exactly to comment something negative? It's just it's so it is weird. It's random. It's it says a lot about their character, but yeah. Uh, a lot of bro a lot of broken people. So yeah. what do you um <laughs> what, do you guys, 
what do you guys think as far as the the future? Like, I, I know, I know, maybe right now you're not planning like too far, but like, do you see this, you know, as just something you guys maybe want to do for the next two to three years or forever? Or you know, do you have like an idea? Yeah, as long as you know, we're it's happy. yeah, we're happy doing it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, can we uh, physically can <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> we love this lifestyle. Yeah. Just I don't know, being able to take your home with you anywhere you want to go you know yeah like a sea turtle <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. sea turtles out here we <laughs> we've lived in florida so you know we could even just take the boat back to florida and just live on the boat in florida um no that's not what we want to do but i'm just saying like yeah. brandy's face was like no <laughs> <laughs> It really struck home for me during COVID when we went to the USBIs. And the reason we had gone there was we were either going to go back to the States if, or we were going to go South if anything opened. And at that point, nothing down South had opened. So we were looking at going back to the States and it just hit me like a brick, like a brick wall, whatever, like hit me like a brick that we, I just don't even I don't even want to go there. I don't want to go back the way we came. I wouldn't just keep going forward. Now, I have to kind of think about that too in the future. If we need to do any boat work or maintenance, it would be easier to go back to the States for it. But I'm just not ready to even go back to the States. just want to yeah. keep going forward. But boat us to make it easier <laughs> for boat projects. Yeah, I, I like getting the stuff, you know, doing boat projects would be way easier back in a yard in Florida or north carolina or somewhere well we'll see have you guys met any like you know old timers that have maybe been doing this you know for like 30 years or something like you know those guys that have just been living off the boat forever well we've met a yeah we've met a lot of people who've been sailing like they they'll go out sailing a lot but they not have a home base to go back to like cruising's way different than going out about a week at a time or whatever, you know, cause you go back to your normal life. But when you're out here cruising, it's just a completely different We've lifestyle. We've met a couple. We've met a couple of old salts for sure. Yeah. That have been just, this is what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Look, Smitty, he's been out here a while. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh. There's been several. Good for Smitty. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually don't. His name's not Smitty, but he dresses like Smitty off of uh, Peter Pan, and he's Swedish. And I don't know how to properly say his name, so I've nicknamed him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what his name is in Peter Pan. I don't know. Ah, but, great nickname. Yeah. Smitty. 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 Yeah. Captain Hook's uh, sidekick. sidekick. Yeah. 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 I, I saw that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I have to Google that. Sure. I think it's Schmitty. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I guess not too many. I'm sure like as we get away from the Caribbean, yeah. um, we'll probably meet more. Yeah. It's a lot more of families like and younger people and people who are from the States and they go back to the States and this is just a season or two that they're going to be down here. So, or they crossed over from Europe and they continue on to the South Pacific. I feel like the people who have left Europe have traveled faster than we have. Like they've come over and they're already in the, in the Pacific. It's like, how are you, what are you doing? 
yeah. on a schedule because they're going back, you know? So for us, we don't have the schedule. We do, we're doing this as long as we can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a massive culture of sailing over there. I remember even in Greece, like mm-hmm. the docks would just be packed with, yeah. with, with boats, just every, every dock and same with Turkey. And, and it's just, you know, it's people from different European countries, just, I don't know, just enjoying life, just enjoying the alternative lifestyle. Yeah. Were you guys sailing during season, like sailing season? Uh, when did we, I mean, I, I don't know when sailing season is, but it was around, around June, July, something like yeah, that. Like summer yeah. I, yeah. I think it's the summer months typically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, was... we just recently talked to somebody who cruised that area and they said, um, Three months or three weeks out of the year, it's just insane with really crew, like sailors and in stuff. Greece? Yeah, in, in the med, in the med, in yeah. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it kind of dies out. So. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, yeah, it, it gets it gets a little chilly, I guess, like around probably November to March ish. Okay. Yeah, but then there's a there's a relatively long summertime. Yeah. Have to. I haven't been in a while. I have to go back. Yeah. Um, so, well, guys, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was more personal stuff. I was just curious on like, uh, what made you move over to the states from uh, Israel? Yeah, no, I was. So it was kind of twofold. Um, one was I was going through some personal stuff back home, and I needed a, a change. And I met my current wife uh, while I was traveling to the U.S. And I kind of wanted to do something else. So I took up, um, I came as a student to the U.S. So I got an F1 visa, came as a student. Uh, I studied um, photography and uh, digital nice. editing for about a year and a half. And, um, and then after studying for about a year and a half, I did something completely different when I started a, a CPG company. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. all that studying like led to, like I, I never um, kind of did anything professional with it. Uh, I still enjoy it like on an uh, amateur level and th- just to go out and, and shoot and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's cool. Never did anything with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and been, you uh, just, once you met her, you, yeah, you just decided to stay after. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, we've, I've, uh, trying to travel as much as I can, like, um, like outdoor stuff, you know, from snowboarding to mountaineering and, and hiking and trying to just, the U.S. is just so vast. So trying oh, yeah. to explore as much as possible. And, and right. um, yeah, there's still a lot to explore now. It's crazy because this year started off, you know, I, I went like snowboarding in Japan and then I went snowboarding in Italy. And literally as soon as we left Italy, everything shut down. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we, we left Italy. What experiences though? Holy moly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was a that's the thing. Like it was a very fun start yeah. to the year. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Glad and then you got it, it in. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm, I literally as soon as we left Italy, like about two weeks later, the whole country shut down. Like Italy was one of the worst hit countries. And then it came over to New York. <laughs> so it was chasing us. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, but I guess that's that's life, man. So yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I feel like 
there's a lot of uncertainty. And this is something I, I actually talked to a friend the other day. There's a lot of uncertainty now. And in, 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 I feel it in my life. And I'm sure a lot of people feel it in their life, you know, as far as what does the future hold uh, financially with my job, with, you know, a lot of people are leaving New York and, 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 and LA and some of the other big cities. So I feel like there's uncertainty there. Like where, you know, where should I live? Where do I want to live? I just feel like 2020 is, and, and you can take it in a, in a bad way where, you know, you don't really know what, what to do with your life. But I feel like for me, actually, there's a lot of like positive things that happen. Like I realized I actually don't want to live in a big city. I actually realized that I realized a few things about how I want to live and, and what kind of job I want to do that maybe if, you know, this kind of like shutdown wouldn't have happened, potentially maybe I, would, I wouldn't have realized. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a good way to look at it. Yeah. It's a big awakening, you know, it's, a, yeah. it's an abrupt change that makes you reevaluate things. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, trying to, trying to take a negative and spin it into a positive. Yeah. Silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much. I really, um, I, I had a lot of fun, you know, you guys. Yeah, us too. Super inspirational, and I love the the journey you're on. And uh, you know, it's amazing that I and a lot of people can just be, you know, feel like we're a part of it. Cool, glad That's we could bring you along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Honestly, um, yeah, maybe you know, who knows? Maybe next year, if if COVID is over and everything allows, we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll uh, drop on by. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been to any of that part of the world, so I'd love to. I'd love oh, to come. Yeah, no, it's beautiful Definitely. down here. Yeah, if we're here, yeah. uh, we'll see <laughs> wherever <laughs> we are. Yeah, we'll catch you in Fiji. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, thanks for having us, Roy. Yeah, man, I'm happy. Happy we could do it. Where, um, where can people find you on? Uh, you know, where are the preferred social media? Uh, Bowen Brandy on pretty much everywhere: YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Twitter, guys. Not make sure <laughs> yeah twitter is not a, not as visual right yeah 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 make uh yeah I'll, and i'll put all everything in the show notes make it easy for everyone to find but guys make sure you follow um the their, their channel it's super cool uh it's a lot of fun it's very entertaining and you know maybe it'll get you to to buy a boat who knows yeah. <laughs> um, come on join us down here yeah water just fine <laughs> the mosquitoes don't bite <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> they bite they um all right well you know we'll, we'll keep in touch hopefully we can do it again and uh keep safe guys we'll talk yeah, soon for sure thanks Thank for you. all right have a good one